Welcome to the Landlord's Resource. Hello, I am Jamie Swam, and I am here with Connor Swam, and we are hosts of the Landlord's Resource, brought to you by Swam Property Management. Each week, we provide practical content to educate and empower landlords. How are you today, Connor? I'm doing great. All right, very, very good. Well, anybody who's been a landlord for any length of time uh, knows that uh, eventually that an eviction process is going to have to be followed and that starts with actually filing for the eviction process. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about sending five and seven day letters which begin the eviction process. Now recently in our property management company, uh, we uh, had a recent experience with this. So uh, Connor, why don't you give everybody an overview of that experience? Uh, We had a tenant in place at a property uh, and they hadn't paid rent. Uh, We called them up uh, midnight well, technically midnight of the 5th is when rent is late. We called them up on the morning of the 6th, asked them what was up to see what was happening. Uh, they said for whatever reason, rent was not going to be paid. And so we were forced to start the eviction process like we do with all of our tenants that are past due on the rent. Uh, and so that's where we started the process, ended up having to follow through with an eviction, ended up going smoothly. Uh, but you'll find, about, you'll find out a lot about that in a later podcasts that we do on the entire eviction process. Yeah, and I think it's important to say that uh, you know we have standards as a company, and we have a standard eviction process that we follow, uh, and we do it the same way every time for every tenant. And so uh, it's never about the tenant; it's always about the process. So the moment a person goes past due, uh, we immediately begin the eviction process, and we do that for everyone. So in terms of this most recent um, eviction process, you really took point on that. And what was the most challenging part of the experience for you? Uh, there were a couple of things that were very challenging about the experience. The first part is uh, mailing uh, the letter correctly. You know, there when you go to, if you've ever been to USPS or maybe you mail it through U- UPS, uh, there are a lot of different mailing options that you can choose from, and some of them can be pretty pretty expensive. You know, I've mailed letters before I knew what I was doing for twelve to fourteen dollars each. Uh, that was a lot of money uh, per letter. Now that we send out. Um, we send out a lot of letters every month, and twelve to fourteen dollars uh, per letter is you can't you can't be spending that much on mailing. Uh, and sometimes um, people and landlords, especially if uh, they're accidental landlords, don't end up choosing the right way to mail things. Right. Uh, so there's a there's a couple things that you need to figure out how to mail it correctly, and then also uh, another challenging aspect was figuring out exactly what goes on the letter itself. So there are only three things that you can include. Um, that I I found out actually uh, that you can only include on a five-day letter. The the first of those is back due rent, right? So you need to include uh, the amount of rent that they owe you if it's the first month, uh, which in our case, uh, what we recommend is every landlord file uh, for to start the eviction process on the the sixth. They send the the five-day letter, they go in uh, and they get it sent. Uh, And then um, you have the back due rent and then you have any late fees attached to the back due rent that are on there. That's also according to the Delaware landlord tenant code back, uh, the late fees are considered back due rent. So you include that. And then you can also include any past due utilities. Um, those are the only three things that can be on a five day letter. If you add anything else, um, or if you forget anything, you might not be able to collect that money. Uh, if there's a judgment or you could have your entire eviction thrown out if you fill that out incorrectly. I, uh, I actually remember that. Uh, it was uh, over a year ago by now, and you had uh, just recently started in the property management company and uh, went to the post office to mail a bunch of things. And I think it was like $54 like yeah. for all the mailings. And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, what is going on here? 
And so, uh, you know, everybody has an experience like that uh, at least once. So, um, so in that whole process, uh, what was the most important thing you learned? The most important thing I learned uh, was what exactly goes on a five-day letter. Um, I, I knew roughly what, what needed to go on a five-day letter, but I didn't really know um, the repercussions if I got it wrong. Uh, so it, through the entire process, I was really able to get a clear idea of what needs to be on the letter, uh, which is one of the most important things. Um, and there's also uh, exactly, I, I learned how to mail a letter correctly. So the only thing you need to be able to demonstrate uh, in an eviction process is that you definitely mailed the letter uh, that you said you mailed, right? So that's called a certificate of mailing, right? I was mailing it with priority mail. Uh, so there's a certificate on delivery, right, where they tried to get a, a signature of someone over the age of 21. I think that's um, si a delivery signature. And that's what cost me $12. Uh, turns out all you need to do is demonstrate that you mailed the letter. So you have a copy of your five-day letter. And then if you, do, uh, if you elect to mail it with certificate of mailing, uh, you'll get a stamp um, from the post office uh, that shows you the address that you sent the letter to. And it shows exactly who sent the letter, which in your case is yourself. And so those two things are pretty much the most important things I learned, right? Just learning those two things, any five-day letter we ever send or even any seven-day letter that we ever send in the future will always be 100% above board. Nobody can complain about it, right? Um, everything that needed to be on the letter was there and everything that wasn't, um, that didn't need to be on the letter was either in the seven-day letter or wasn't mentioned, right? So the letter, there's no chance that the letter could be the reason that the eviction process uh, that we started gets thrown out for, whatever, for, any, for any reason. So I know that uh, you know there are landlords watching, there are landlords listening that have not filed uh, an eviction yet, but they will need to do one at some point. There are landlords listening that are in the process of filing. There are landlords that have filed and already messed it up. So for their benefit, what would you do differently or recommend they do differently next time? Uh, what I would do differently next time is... Um train the tenant better, right? Uh, so the only way to prevent an eviction process um, in our experience is to have a better tenant, right? <clears throat> so really, um, you're, you're, you yourself as a landlord and the owner of a property, you make all of your money when you select the best tenant, right? Um, if you get a bad tenant in there, um, I'm sure many landlords, many property managers will tell you that can cost months of headache, thousands of dollars to the owner, damage to the property. There can be a whole slew of things that can go wrong. But if you have a good tenant in there, um, we've even had examples of, of good tenants who were in there and couldn't pay. And instead of having to bring an eviction process against them, uh, we just let them out of their lease early uh, if it was the best thing to do. And then they moved out, property was in good condition, whatever. And we were able to get it re-rented very quickly with an owner, right? So you make all of your money if you select a better tenant, right? And then you have to select a good tenant and then you have to train them. So a good tenant can go bad, and so you have to make sure that doesn't happen. And the best way to do that is to always follow exactly what you have in your lease, and to even give them a packet. You should have a packet of things, that is how a tenant can expect to communicate with you, what they can expect in certain situations, so that regardless of what happens, there is a definitive, there's a piece of paper, there's a guide, or there's a resource that they can go to that will dictate how you as a property management company or landlord will move forward and how they should move forward as well. And so if you select a tenant better and you train a tenant better, it is always in everyone's best interest. Even if you have to wait a little longer to tenant a property, it is always in your best interest to, to wait for the best tenant possible. Yeah, that's good. Um, and, and I would add to that that the first time a tenant is late 
is when you will condition them to the behavior that you're willing to accept and you'll show them how they need to behave or don't need to behave. So for example, the first time a tenant is late, um, when you ask them about that, they will often give a reason for that and then they will ask for a little bit more time or a variety of different things. Well, um, as property managers, our fiduciary responsibility is to, to the owner and to protect the owner's investment. And so if you allow a tenant to go forward and have that period where they're not responsible or they're not held accountable, then they will learn that they can do that every month. So I would encourage you to set up a standard for your company, set up a process for how you as a landlord are going to operate every time, and then follow it every single time with every single tenant, regardless of whether it's the first time a tenant is late or maybe they're late every single month. So our process and our standard is the day a tenant is late, regardless of who that tenant is, we begin the formal process of the eviction process. Now, if a tenant then pays a little, little, little bit later on, we can always then halt that eviction process. However, all the time, every single time, if a tenant is late, we go ahead and we begin that process and we explain to tenants, hey, it's not about you. It's about this is the standard of our company and this is how we operate. And so whether it was you or whether it was a different tenant, we always follow it the same way. Now, um, I know that, um, that landlords are going to be in this situation. So for other landlords that are going to be in this situation, what is the most important piece of advice you would give to them? The most important piece uh, of advice I'd give to any landlord in this situation is always mail the letter, regardless of whether or not you contact your tenant, whether what story they tell you, always mail that letter, right? You can always rescind uh, the eviction process. Um, the only thing you can't get back is the the filing fee. In the, in the case of Delaware, it's $45. It's the only thing you'll lose. Um, but I would always file the day you can, right? A tenant will beat around the bush as long as you let them, and it will only get worse, right? The first month, they might be late a week. The second month, they might be late two weeks. And that process keeps going on and on and on. And the only person that loses in that situation is the owner and the landlord, right? So I would always file the day you are legally allowed to. Uh, the second thing is if you if you want to take a look at a sample five-day letter, we have one up on our website, swampropertymanagement.com slash content. I'll put a link to it in the description. You can take a look at all of the documents we have there. If you don't have a five-day letter or you're not sure what a proper five-day letter should look like, I'd encourage you to just go take a look at that um, and even take it, reword it, um, do whatever you want with it uh, so that you can make sure you have exactly what you need on that letter. Yeah, and that's good. And I agree with that 100%. The, the results of our process have been happier tenants and happier owners because the reality is that a tenant that always pays on time is a happier tenant. Right, a tenant that learns that they don't need to pay on time and there's no repercussions for that, that's not a good thing for the tenant. And then at the same time, um, a tenant that always pays on time makes for a happy owner because a happy owner receives their payment on time. So the standard that you implement in helping tenants pay on time will actually create happier tenants and happier owners and everybody wins. And so we feel very strongly that if we were to allow a tenant to kind of get away with not paying on time, that that would not be good for anybody. Yeah, actually, also uh, one thing you might not think about, if you allow certain tenants uh, to pay late on their rent and then you evict other tenants, um, a, a, a wise tenant might bring um, that to light, 
uh, in the process of their eviction, and you can have all sorts of fair, fair housing and discrimination issues. So it's really when we say mail the letter on the first day, it is not about the tenant, and it is not about the, the owner or the, or the company or whoever you are. It is literally about following the system in place. There's no discrimination. It's if someone doesn't pay their rent, they get the letter. It can be remediated any way you'd like after that, but you always have to send the letter. You always have to demonstrate that you acted in the exact same way in the exact same situation. So it, it can actually prevent a lot of legal troubles if you follow this as well. Because there are some landlords that certain tenants that they've had for years and years and years, they won't send the five-day letter for. And then others that they don't know, they, they might send the five-day letter on the first the first time. But a wise tenant will definitely be able to take advantage of that. So you just don't give them that opportunity, right? Just send the letter for everyone on the the, the morning of the 6th when rent, 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 when rent is considered late. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, we're so glad that you're able to join us. Uh, this has been an edition of the Landlord's Resource. All right. Thank you for joining us. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in today. We are extremely appreciative that you would spend some of your time with us. It would mean the world to me, and I mean the world if you would leave a like, rating, or review. We would love to see some of your feedback.